Now what is it that prevents people from accepting? وَقَالُوا And they say, in if نَتَّبِعُ We follow الْهُدَى The guidance. They say that if we were to follow guidance, مَعَكَ With you, what will happen to us? نُتَخَطَّفْ مِنْ أَرْضِنَا We would be swept from our land. If we were to follow Al-Huda, we would نُتَخَطَّفْ مِنْ أَرْضِنَا نُتَخَطَّفْ from خَطْفَاطَفَ And خَطْف is to snatch something away quickly, swiftly. So we would be snatched away مِنْ أَرْضِنَا from our land. Meaning, people would come and attack us. Right? And they would kill us, they would evict us from Makkah. In other words, we would no longer be able to stay here in Makkah. Our lives would be in danger, our entire economy would collapse, we will be attacked, we wouldn't be safe. This is such a lie. Because Allah says, أَوَلَمْ نُمَكِّنْ أَدِدْوَا and لَمْ not. Did we not already نُمَكِّنْ لَهُمْ we establish for them, numakin from Makana, establish firmly. Did we not establish for them haraman, a sanctuary that is aminan, that is safe? I mean, Makkah, what kind of a city is it? It's a city that is a city of aman. Meaning no bloodshed, no warfare is allowed in that city. And this is something that was observed by the Arabs at the time of the Prophet also, before him also. This was something understood. That even if you see your father's killer in the haram, you don't touch him. You follow him around until he leaves the haram, and then you do whatever you want. But as long as he's in the haram, you cannot touch him. This was the rule. So this was such a lie that the mushrikeen were saying that if we accept Islam, then we are going to be attacked. People are going to come and attack us, they're going to kill us, they're going to evict us, and we won't be safe over here. Where do you live? Out of all the places on the earth, you live in Mecca. It's the safest place in the earth. And we, yujba, yujba, it is brought from the root letters jimba, wow, to collect, to accumulate, to bring together. So it is brought, ilayhi to it, thamaratu fruits, kulli shayin of everything. How much Allah is providing you in this city despite your evil actions, despite your shirk, that from all over the world, food is brought to you. Because from such a long time ago, Mecca, I mean, nothing grows there. Even at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, nothing grew there. Ibrahim ﷺ, when he left his family there, what dua did he make? That, oh Allah, provide them with fruits. Because nothing grows here. So as the pilgrims would come from all over the area, they would come, what would they bring with them? Things for trade. This is how in Makkah you could find anything. Even today. Even today. In Makkah you can find basically anything. I mean now you have halal fast food chains I mean all over the Muslim world. But long time ago, like 10-15 years ago, you didn't have a halal version of McDonald's in every Muslim country by the way. No, I don't think McDonald's was there. But uh, KFC for example. Okay? I grew up in Pakistan and I remember going to Makkah and being shocked, like really, you can actually have this? It's halal? People criticize that. I don't know why they criticize that. You have halal food. Enjoy it. Why not? It's food that you're accustomed to, food that you want to eat. Alhamdulillah. 
eat it. I mean, yes, it's a distraction for people. As long as you're not distracted by it, you went there for ibadah, you do your ibadah. And if in the Qur'an Allah has said there is no harm, if you engage in a little bit of commerce when you're at hajj, then who are we to criticize this? You know, this is a human need. A human need. Right? So, yujba ilayhi thamaratu kulli shay. Allah is providing you with so much in the city, even though you are doing shirk. What do you think about Allah? That if you were to worship only Him, if you were to believe and follow in His Messenger, He will not provide you anymore? What do you think about Allah? This is rizqam min ladunna. Provision from us. Allah is the provider. The city is not the provider. The visitors who come, they're not the providers. Allah is the provider. وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ But most of them do not know. So what's the lesson over here? That if you feel that because of Islam, you're going to suffer in the worldly sense, then this is basically a fear that you have, which might have some truth to it. But at the end of the day, it's not the people of the world, it's not the things of the world that provide for you. Who is your true provider? Who is your real provider? Who is your real provider? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, many times we hesitate leaving something wrong out of this fear that if we leave it, then what are we going to do? But when you see the truth and you accept it, then you're not going to be deprived. Allah will give you something. Allah will give you something better. And so many people's lives are a testimony to this. That when they make a change in their lives, like for example switching jobs, it might be a very difficult choice to make. A very difficult, very risky choice to make. But when you do it with tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then perhaps Allah will give you something much better. Much, much better. So, over here, the mushrikeen of Makkah, their excuse is being refuted that this is not a good enough reason to reject Islam. وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ They should worship the Lord of this house. الَّذِي أَطْعَمَهُمْ مِنْ جُوعٍ وَآمَنَهُمْ مِنْ خَوْفٍ The one who has fed them at times of hunger and he has protected them in times of fear. وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا And if you want to cling to this dunya, if you want to prefer this over Allah and His Messenger, then look at the past. وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا And how many we destroyed. مِنْ قَرْيَةٍ Of a city. بَطِرَتْ It was insolent. With regards to مَعِيشَتَهَا Its way of living, its livelihood. بَطِرَتْ From the root letter is بَطَرَ بَطْر We have done this word earlier also. بَطَر is basically to be ungrateful. Okay? And this ingratitude could be in different forms. Okay? Basically, batar is when a person is, you know, he's got a blessing and he forgets to be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He forgets to thank the mun'im, the one who has favored him. Okay? Like for example, you give a gift to, to a child. Okay? They take the gift and they just open it up and they start playing with it. And you're like, um, what do you say? So somebody has to remind the child, say thank you. Right? So the child basically forgot to thank the mun'im. And sometimes we behave like children also. Worse than them. That we enjoy so many blessings and we get so lost in those blessings that we forget to 
thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're in love with those blessings. We're in love with those things that we forget to thank Allah. Then another form of batar is that a person begins to feel pride because of what he's been given. Right? Pride because of what he's been given. Or he's using what he's been given in a wrong way. Okay? Because he's got it, he's so in love with it, he doesn't care about the rules, he just does whatever he wants, whatever he pleases. Right? This is another form of batr. So it's used for pride, boastfulness, even batr is used for looking down on a blessing. Okay? That a person is given something, is like, oh, it's not good enough. I want something better. Right? This doesn't befit me. I deserve something better. So, وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنْ قَرْيَةٍ بَطِرَتْ مَعِيشَتَهَا How many cities were destroyed before? They were arrogant, they were insolent in their way of living. Ma'isha hmm? is a means of livelihood, meaning their lifestyle, their wealth, their business, their commerce, their economy, whatever it was, they were so arrogant about it that they basically worshipped it. And in that, they forgot the giver of those blessings. Allah says, فَتِلْكَ مَسَاكِنُهُمْ So these are their homes. Masakin, plural of maskan. Go look at their homes. They're still standing today. لَمْ تُسْكَنْ They were not inhabited from sakana to live. They were not inhabited مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ after them إِلَّا قَلِيلًا Except very little. Meaning, because of their disbelief, because of their ingratitude, what happened? The very blessings because of which they were so proud, those blessings were taken away from them. Look at their homes. They still stand today, but the people are gone. They were eradicated, finished. وَكُنَّا نَحْنُ الْوَارِثِينَ And it is we who were the inheritors. Meaning, there was nobody left to even inherit from them. The entire civilization was wiped out. Homes, buildings stand today, but the people are gone. Look at the example of the people of Ad, Samud, people of Fir'aun. So much they were given. But when they were arrogant, lost in those blessings, forgetting Allah, did these blessings help them? Did these things help them? No. وَمَا كَانَ وَمَا and not كَانَ He was رَبُّكَ Your Lord مُهْلِكَ الْقُرَى One who would destroy the cities. قُرَى plural of قَرِيَة Your Lord would never destroy the cities حَتَّى until يَبْعَثَ He would raise, He would send فِي أُمِّهَا In its mother رَسُولَ A messenger. What does it mean by the mother of the cities? The central city, the main city. Hmm? That if ever a civilization, a city, a people were destroyed, it wasn't just like that. No, it was after Allah had sent a prophet to the central city. Take the example of Fir'aun. Wasn't Musa sent as a prophet? He was, right? And it was after Musa was sent that Fir'aun and his people were destroyed. يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِنَا And that messenger, what would he do? He would recite on them our verses. وَمَا كُنَّا مُهْلِكِ الْقُرَىٰ And we would never ever destroy the cities إِلَّا except وَأَهْلُهَا While its people were ظَالِمُونَ Wrongdoers. Meaning, Allah would only destroy a people when they were ظَالِم When they were doing ظُلْم. Now one thing we see over here is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent messengers to central towns, mother towns, um towns. Why? Because the Um towns, they are the heart of the population. Right? I mean, think about it. We live in the greater Toronto area. What's the heart of it all? 
downtown Toronto. Alright? Who's not familiar with it? If a person lives in Etobicoke, they live in Brampton, they live in whatever area, they know about downtown. Isn't it? So if anything happens in downtown, like for example, if there's a game, there's a parade, alright, or anything like that, the news, it spreads everywhere. Doesn't it? The population is the most dense, if you think about it, which is why driving is impossible there. Population is the most dense. And secondly, whatever happens over there spreads everywhere. So when Allah sent messengers, He didn't just send them to small villages, small populations. No, He sent the prophets to the main central towns. So the message would spread. And this is why the Prophet ﷺ was sent to Makkah. وَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ Allah says, وَمَا And whatever أُوتِيتُمْ You have been given. مِنْ شَيْءٍ Of anything. Anything that you have been given. Think about what you've been given. Think about what you've been given. Your family, your food that you've eaten, the breakfast that you had today, or maybe you didn't have anything today, and you're thinking about eating something now after class. Whatever it is that you've been given, car, home, your clothes, jackets, shoes, linens, whatever it is that you've been given. Allah says, it is famata'u, it is enjoyment of al-hayat dunya of the worldly life, wazinatuha, and it is its adornment. Meaning it's just something that is matar here, meaning it's something of use here, you use it here, and it's irrelevant, completely irrelevant the moment you die. The moment you leave this world, no matter what you have in this world, becomes irrelevant. It's not a matar for you anymore. You know, for example, a person who's alive, they're wearing jewelry. Is that a source of beautification for them? Is it a source of matar for them? Of course, they're using it, they're enjoying it. But a dead person, what happens? Whatever jewelry they're wearing, it's taken off. It's taken off because it doesn't make sense to leave it on them. Right? So, فَمَتَاعُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتُهَا It's just something that you enjoy while you are alive here because they're goods and necessities of this life, short-lived, and they're adornment for the days of this life. وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ And that which is with Allah. It is خَيْرٌ It is much better. How is it much better? Because it's not short-lived, it's eternal. It's not for a little while. It is forever. It's not of little quantity. It's endless quantity. It's not something that you're gonna run out of. No. It's something that'll always be there. وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ It is much, much better. And it is وَأَبْقَى And it is أَبْقَى more lasting. From بَقَى بَقَى to remain and أَبْقَى more remaining, more lasting, everlasting. Meaning it'll never finish. And the things of this world, what happens to them? You have to replace them or you have to be replaced. You have to replace those things because they're no good anymore, so you have to get something else in their place. You have to get rid of what you have and get another in its place. Or the thing is still useful, but you are no longer there, so you have to be replaced. Right? We die. And then somebody else becomes the owner. Right? وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ Do you not then reason? Will you not then understand? Why is this ayah mentioned over here? What prevents people from accepting guidance? From living Islam? From following Allah's orders? It's this dunya. The things of this dunya, 
honor of this dunya, enjoyment of this dunya. And this one ayah is enough to destroy the pleasures of this world. That whatever you have, it's going to finish. It's not going to last forever. It's very, very short-lived, temporary. But what Allah has in store for you, if you were to believe and obey Him, that's everlasting. So use some common sense. Use some reason over here. And do not prefer the things of this world over Allah. Then a comparison is given. Afaman is then who? Wa'adanahu. We have promised him. Meaning one is a person whom we have promised. Wa'adan hasanan. A good promise. What is that good promise? Of paradise. He has believed. Allah promises him Jannah. فَهُوَ لَاقِيهِ So he is surely one who will meet it. Laqi, one to do liqa, one to meet. Meaning, for sure he's going to obtain this. Because Allah does not fail in fulfilling His promise. Right? So this is a person whom Allah has promised Jannah because of his iman. And for sure this promise will be fulfilled. This person, can he be like, kaman, like the one who, matta'nahu, we have benefited him, mata'al hayat dunya the benefit of this worldly life. Summa then, huwa he, yawm al-qiyamah, on the day of judgment, he is min al-muhdarin, amongst those who are presented, muhdarin from hadara, hadara to be present. So those who are presented, presented for what? For punishment. Where? In hell. All the worldly enjoyment disappeared then. These two people, are they the same? One is living for Jannah, striving for Allah's promise. And at the end, Allah will fulfill His promise. He will get what is khayrun wa abqa. The other is a person who's living for mata'ul hayat dunya wa zinataha. He's enjoying it, whatever little bit of it. And on the day of judgment, he is min al-muhdarin. Those who will be presented for punishment in hell. Are these two the same? Which one do you want to be? What end do you want for yourself? Choose wisely. Think about what you're doing. وَيَوْمَ And on the day when يُنَادِيهِمْ He will call them. Allah will call all people. فَيَقُولُ Then He will say, أَيْنَ شُرَكَائِي Where are my partners? Plural of sharik. الَّذِينَ كُنْتُمْ تَزْعُمُونَ Those whom you used to claim. Allah will ask the polytheists, those who worshipped beings other than Allah, that where are those whom you used to associate with me? Where are they now? And shuraka refers to anyone who was associated with Allah. He was given what Allah alone is deserving of. Whether it is a rock, or it is a person, or it is a shaitan, or a leader, whoever it may be. Allah will say, where are they? Qala, He will say, who will respond? الَّذِينَ those who حَقَّ عَلَيْهِمْ It was justified on them. It was made incumbent on them. القول the word. Which word? The word of punishment. The word of punishment will have come into effect against them. Meaning their guilt is established. If Allah asks somebody, where are those whom you used to worship? What does it mean then for that person? Where is he going? Is there any way that he'll be forgiven? Because Allah has said, the one who does shirk, Allah has made Jannah haram on him. So when a person is asked about those whom he used to worship besides Allah, then that means the word of punishment is justified against him. It's established against him. So what will they say? Just a pathetic attempt to get out of that situation. They will say, Rabbana, O our Lord, 
هَأُولَئِ these are الَّذِينَ those people who أَغْوَيْنَا we led astray أَغْوَيْنَا we led them astray okay so over here الَّذِينَ حَقَّ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقَوْلِ they are those who were associated with Allah okay قَالَ الَّذِينَ حَقَّ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقَوْلِ who are these people those who were associated with Allah. So for example, leaders. Leaders who were blindly followed. Okay? They will say, Oh our Lord, these are people whom we led astray. Meaning if they blindly followed us, it's because we led them astray. Awaynahum, we led them astray, kama gawayna, just as we were lost ourselves. But now, tabarra'na ilayk. Tabarra'na, we dissociate. Ilaika to you. Meaning we dissociate from these people before you. Meaning we've got nothing to do with them. We're no longer friends. Tabarra'na ilayk. Ma kanu iyana ya'budun. Ma not kanu they were iyana as ya'budun they worship. They didn't used to worship us. We weren't their gods. We were just their leaders. Who's speaking over here? The leaders who were followed, right? The people who led others astray. What are they clarifying over here? That, oh Allah, these people didn't worship us. They just followed us. Why are they saying this? Because in the previous ayah we learned, Allah will ask, where are those whom you used to worship besides Allah? Where are they? Let's deal with them. Let's punish them. This is the whole issue, right? So those who were associated with Allah, they will try to defend themselves. They will say, we didn't order them to worship us. They just followed us. And they followed us in the wrong that we were doing because we were lost ourselves. مَا كَانُوا إِيَّانَ يَعْبُدُونَ Basically what we see over here is that these people would be afraid of being called shuraka. Shuraka of Allah. Because on the day of judgment, who alone will have authority? Allah maliki yawmiddin. So, those who were associated with Allah, what do we learn? Such people will be hasabu jahannam. For sure there will be the fuel of hell. So they will try to get out of that and they will say, you know what, they didn't really worship us. We were just their leaders. They just followed us. They didn't really worship us. So they're trying to come to a lesser degree of the crime that they have committed because they're afraid of Allah Azza wa Jal on that day. وَقِيلَ And it will be said, أُدْعُوا شُرَكَاءَكُمْ Call upon your partners. فَدَعُوهُمْ So they will call upon them. Those who used to worship, others besides Allah, they'll be told, call upon your idols. And when they will do, فَلَمْ يَسْتَجِيبُوا لَهُمْ They will not respond to them. There is no answer. Why? Because they weren't really gods. They won't even hear the call. And even if they hear the call, why would they respond? Who would dare to claim that day that they are Allah's co-equal. Who could make such a claim that day? فَلَمْ يَسْتَجِيبُوا لَهُمْ Everyone will be frightened. No answer that day. وَرَأَوُ الْعَذَابِ And they will see the punishment. لَوْ أَنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يَهْتَدُونَ If only they were rightly guided. Highlight this. This is the main thing. That on the day of judgment, they will wish that they were guided. They will wish that they had accepted guidance. 
So today, you know, one is blindly following the other. The other is very happy with the leadership or the power that he has. And because of that, he's deluded. Another is deluded because of this dunya that he has. Everything will fizzle away on the day of judgment when the reality will come to light. When Allah's power will be manifest, each person will be terrified. I mean, think about what excuses people come up with today. I will say this to Allah. I will say that to Allah. I will give this answer. I will ask this question. What do we learn from all of these verses? Who will dare to speak? Who will dare to justify themselves? Nobody will be able to. وَيَوْمَ يُنَادِيهِمْ Then, on the day that he will call them, فَيَقُولُ He will say, مَاذَا أَجَبْتُمُ الْمُرْسَلِينَ How did you answer the messengers? Messengers after messengers were sent to you. What was your response? What will happen? فَعَمِيَتْ So it will become blind. عَلَيْهِمْ On them, الْأَنْبَاءُ The news. Meaning all the information they had before, they will become blind to it. It will be as if they know nothing. They'll be so shocked that they have been asked this question, they won't be able to express themselves. You see, عَمِيَ alayhi is when the matter is unclear to somebody, so doubtful that they don't know what is right, what is wrong. And generally what happens? When you're put on the spot and you're asked a question that you weren't expecting, then what happens? Even if you know the whole story, are you able to give an answer? You're just sitting there stunned, shocked. So فَعَمِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَنْبَاءُ يَوْمَئِذٍ On that day, they'll be confused. Their minds will go blank. They will not be able to come up with any explanation. فَهُمْ صَدَيْ لَا يَتَسَاءَلُونَ They won't even ask each other. Meaning they won't be able to even discuss amongst themselves to come up with an answer. Because what was their response to the messengers? How is it that they responded to the prophets of Allah? Did they respond positively? No, they didn't. فَأَمَّا مَنْ تَابَ This is the main ayah. فَأَمَّا Then as for مَنْ تَابَ The one who repented. وَآمَنَ And he believed. وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا And he does righteous deeds. فَعَسَى أَنْ يَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُفْلِحِينَ Then it is such that who will be of those who are successful. Who will be successful on the day of judgment? The one who has تَابَ Taba, meaning he's left the wrong that he was upon, repented from whatever wrong that he was in. Secondly, amana, believed. And thirdly, amila salihan, observing the duties enjoined upon him. Then such people shall be successful. They shall be kept in peace and security on the day of judgment. Allahumma ja'alna minhum. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst them. Because the Prophet ﷺ warned that the one who will be interrogated that day, then he is doomed. So over here, examples have been given of people who will be interrogated that day. Who is it that will be kept safe? Who won't be interrogated? The one who truly repented right now, believed and did righteousness, no matter how difficult it was. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst them. Recitation of these ayat. وَقَالُوا إِنَّ اتَّبِعِ الْهُدَى مَعَكَ نُتَخَطَّفْ مِنْ أَرْضِنَا أَوَلَمْ نُمَكِّنْ لَهُمْ حَرَمًا آمِنًا يُجْبَى إِلَيْهِ ثَمَرَاتُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ رِزْقًا مِنْ لَدُنَّا رِزْقًا مِنْ لَدُنَّا وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ 
وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنْ قَرْيَةٍ بَطِرَتْ مَعِيشَتَهَا فَتِلْكَ مَسَاكِنُهُمْ لَمْ تُسْكَمْ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا وَكُنَّا نَحْنُ الْوَارِثِينَ وَمَا كَانَ رَبُّكَ مُهْلِكَ الْقُرَى حَتَّى يَبْعَثَ فِي أُمِّهَا رَسُولًا يَتْلُو عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِنَا وَمَا كُنَّا مُهْلِكِ الْقُرَى إِلَّا وَأَهْلُهَا ظَالِمُونَ وَمَا أُوْتِيْتُمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ فَمَتَاعُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتُهَا وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى فَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ أَفَمَنْ وَعَدْنَاهُ وَعْدًا حَسَنًا فَهُوَ لَاقِيهِ كَمَنْ مَتَّعْنَاهُ مَتَاعَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا كَمَنْ مَتَّعْنَاهُ مَتَاعَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا ثُمَّ هُوَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مِنَ الْمُحْضَرِينَ وَيَوْمَ يُنَادِيهِمْ فَيَقُولُ أَيْنَ شُرَكَائِيَ الَّذِينَ كُنْتُمْ تَزْعُمُونَ قَالَ الَّذِينَ حَقَّ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقَوْلُ رَبَّنَا هَؤُلَاءِ الَّذِينَ أَغْوَيْنَا أَغْوَيْنَاهُمْ كَمَا غَوَيْنَا تَبَرَّأْنَا إِلَيْكَ مَا كَانُوا قيل ادعوا شركاءكم فدعوهم فلم يستجيبوا لهم ورأوا العذاب لو أنهم كانوا يهتدون ويوم يناديهم فيقول ماذا أجبتم المرسلين فعميت عليهم الأنباء يومئذ فهم لا يتساءلون فأما من تاب وآمن وعمل صالحا فعسى Subhanakallah wa bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik